Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hey, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Um, as always, we want to start off the show by thanking our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. It is their grant dollars to us that not only help produce this show, but allow us to provide grants and services to the small businesses up and down the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor. So a big thank you to DSLBD and DHCD. Um, and wow, do we have some fantastic calendar events coming up. Um, on Wednesday, September 18th is the uh, Rhode Island Avenue Main Street annual meeting that will be held at Art Enables from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, the address there is 2204 Rhode Island Avenue Northeast. Uh, so in addition to being in the spectacular gallery space of Art Enables, um, we will be uh, showcasing restaurants from the Ward 5 area, Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and Greater Ward 5 area. Um, we, we just found out that Foodini is going to be one of the, one of the food, uh, food groups represented there. And if you have not had Foodini uh, on your dinner table, then get over to foodini.com, F-O-O-D-H-I-N-I.com and check that out. Uh, it is amazing food pre prepared uh, by immigrant chefs from all over the world. I can't even begin to tell you how delicious that is. So uh, if you want a sample of it, be sure and come to the annual meeting on September 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, here at Art Enables, 2204 Rhode Island Avenue. Also, um, the Procrastinators Holiday Market is on the calendar. Please mark your calendars for Saturday, December 14th from noon to 8 p.m. That will also be located on multi-levels of Art Enables. Uh, so this year we will be having a, a climate-controlled holiday market instead of a freezing cold tent. Um, that will that will be promising for everyone. We know that Santa will be there for a few hours. Um, again, that is Saturday, September, excuse me, December 14th from noon to 8 p.m. Uh, at Art Enables, 2204 Rhode Island Avenue, Main Street. Um, and you can find out more information about all of these events on our website, riamainstreet.org. Uh, vendor registration for the holiday market is open. And, um, you know, again, this is our opportunity to showcase some of the best makers in D.C. I know that we've got Langdonwood Syrups uh, locked in, uh, Republic Restoratives, and many others. And uh, speaking of D.C. makers, when you come to... Um, when you come to the annual meeting on Wednesday the 18th, we're going to be having a silent auction. And uh, we have uh, locked in a gift box from uh, Made in DC. So lots of fantastic products just in one gift box that will be available on, on for the silent auction. We also scored uh, an autographed hockey puck from uh, Washington Caps uh, player Dmitry Orlov and some tickets to the uh, F, uh, 
2020 uh, Nats baseball season and uh, some other fantastic items for, for auction at the silent auction at the annual meeting on September 18th. Okay. Um, so we've got a lot going on and um, we also have some great news for small businesses that we're going to talk about today. Um, and we're just going to dive right into that. Uh, our guest today is um, Director Karima Woods from uh, the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development. Uh, welcome, Karima. Thank you, Kyle. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And Karima, you are the Director of Business, business Development and Strategy in the Deputy Mayor's Office. I, I get all the, I, I, would, I would have said all those words backwards. <laughs> I would have gotten them there, but I would have said them backwards, so thank you. Um, Our shortened version is BD. BD, okay. Business Development. Great, great. I love it. I love acronyms. Uh, well, Karima, thank you for joining us. Um, wanted to talk to you about a couple of different things, but first, for listeners that aren't familiar with uh, uh, the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, or DIMPED. Um, would you talk a little bit about the agency's purpose? Absolutely. Um, first, thank you, Kyle, for um, having me here. Um, um, this is my first time on your podcast studio. I know you've had a number of folks from our office, so thank you for the invite. Uh, and thank you for bringing me to one of Washington, D.C.'s main streets uh, and also great streets. So it's good to be here. Um, in the Deputy Mayor's Office for Planning and Economic Development, um, we are charged with three primary jobs that the mayor um, um, measures us on. Um, and that is to create jobs in the district, to generate tax revenue for the city, um, and to protect and to preserve affordable housing. Um, so when you look at the agency as a whole, those are the three primary buckets that we're focused on. Um, the agency um, is broken up um, primarily um, at DEMPED on, on the real estate side, uh, where we have a portfolio of over 16 billion, I believe, um, in, in real estate that we manage for the district. Um, and then on the business development side, which I head up, um, we are responsible for attracting, retaining, and helping to support and grow businesses here in the district. Uh, we're also responsible for executing and implementing the mayor's uh, economic strategy. Um, and for more information about the economic strategy, you can visit dceconomicstrategy.com. Great, great. Um, so DIMPED is one of um, many DC agencies, but uh, you know, I, perhaps perhaps I'm biased, but I really believe that small economic development, in particular, uh, specific. Well, see, I'm I'm just butchering because I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> uh, economic development is obviously a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and and specifically. Uh, business recruitment and and support of, of small businesses mm -hmm. and uh, and you're going to talk about both of those today right yes so um, the first the first uh, thing to chat about and that we actually had, had talked about you coming on the show about before the second good news um, is uh, a program called obviously DC and you're proudly wearing the obviously DC t-shirt this morning I love it um, Obviously, DC, from my understanding, and and clarify if, if I'm if I'm wrong on this, but it's uh, a, a relaunch of a, pro a program that was initially 
developed as part of the uh, uh, attracting the Amazon HQ2 to the area, right? Correct. And this was so much amazing information compiled. Why not put it to good use doing something uh, beyond that? that pesky Amazon thing <laughs> that we all love and use every day. Um, talk about uh, the decision to, to relaunch this and, and how you're, you're hoping to, to use it. Absolutely. Um, so um, first, yes, I am repping today with my obviously DC shirt, and we'll have to make sure that we get you one as well. Absolutely. Um, but um, as you shared, uh, obviously DC um, is an initiative by the mayor to focus on ensuring that we are creating a strong and vibrant economy um, for businesses who want to locate here and for those businesses that have been here um, for an extended period of time. Uh, the campaign itself um, really started as a result of the Amazon HQ2 uh, opportunity. Um, but we were very explicit when we started it that we were not going to put all of this energy and effort um, and funding, quite frankly, into creating this, this, this um, initiative um, just for Amazon. We created it initially because we knew that we wanted to also use it for attracting um, and supporting existing businesses. Um, and so we were pleased that we had the infrastructure uh, already in place um, via our proposal to Amazon. Um, and so what we ultimately did um, after um, all of the Amazon hoorah um, came to an end um, is that we wanted to repurpose and retool the site um, so that we could focus on businesses overall. And so what we've done is just that. We have organized the site in a way that if any business is looking to locate here or is already located here and looking for additional information about the overall DC business environment, they can find that information on the Odyssey DC site. Yeah, and, and it is quite a robust uh, site, and, and even though it is robust, robust and full of a lot of information, it is very easy to explore. Um, it's, it's broken down in, into you know, some, some top-tier items of live, hire, access, access and uh, stability and growth, and, and each one of those then dives down into some, some deeper topics. Um, from, I, I love the, that it encompasses not only um, attracting businesses, but also supporting some of the existing businesses, uh, because we have some amazing existing businesses that have been here decades, and they, you know, produce products that are the heart of D.C., mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just... Ben's Chili Bowl. Every, everybody looks to Ben's Chili Bowl as, you know, the flagship of, of D.C. dining, and, and it really is, mm -hmm. uh, because it's been here forever. It is D.C., quintessentially. Um, and, and this website is, the program, is producing uh, and, and providing a, a level of background and technical information. It's, it's not just... Uh, hey, you should open your business here, but it's, it's talking about how to open your business here and why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what, are your, what are your favorite parts of this? 
Um, I have a few favorite parts of the site. Um, uh, I love the section that provides actual testimonies from our existing businesses. I recall when uh, a number of them were sharing their testimonies with us and we were reading their quotes and I was moved by what a lot of our local businesses were saying about why they've chosen to be in Washington, D.C. Um, I think doing business in D.C. is a choice. Um, there are many other options out there, and quite frankly, a number of businesses have chosen other localities to locate. Um, but being here is a choice. It's a conscious decision. Um, we, we value our companies. We value our local businesses. You mentioned Ben's Chili Bowl. Um, those are one of our legacy businesses here in the district. We have a lot of legacy businesses here. Um, and we treasure what they add to our local economy. We treasure the fact that, that they've been here through um, challenging times and also through booming times. Um, and so, you know, for us, um, I, I was very moved by the testimonials that um, were provided. I also like the section um, where we're showing all of what we're doing. And so we've, mm -hmm. we've connected the site with all of our social media. I think it does a great job of, of showing kind of what's going on this week, uh, what ribbon cuttings have happened, um, um, what groundbreakings have happened, uh, what events are taking place. Um, I love the fact that the site is really promoting and touting things about Washington, D.C. that um, the average person, the average company, whether you live here or not, may not know. You may not know that we are the number one city for women in tech and have been ranked by Smart Assets as the number one city for women in technology for five years in a row. Oh, wow. um, that says a lot, because when sure. you think about um, some of the challenges that technology companies are facing, particularly those in Silicon Valley, we know that diversity and inclusion is one of those challenges that a lot of tech companies are facing. And to know that we have been identified as a number one location for mm -hmm. women who are in the technology field um, for me is is quite moving and it is a part of the story that we want to tell and get out there by why we are the obvious choice for business and dc seems to be such um a fertile ground for entrepreneurship period uh a, it feels like in the last um last five or six years it feels like the um the desire uh, from people that live here to support local locally created things local entrepreneurs has skyrocketed and um and the the number of of new businesses uh, makers entrepreneurs has has grown to meet that demand and and continues to grow are you seeing that as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, mm. And it's something that, um, you know, we tout and promote all the time. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of folks, whether you're visiting Washington, D.C. for the first time or whether you live here or um, have newly moved here, you want to be able to experience something that's unique to the identity um, of the city. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about what the local makers contribute to our local economy, it's, it's massive. Um, folks want to be able to go and take back something that was made in Washington, D.C., to eat at a restaurant that you can only find in Washington, D.C., to go to a boutique shop that you can only find in Washington, D.C. Um, and so we have seen a dramatic uptick 
um, and the number of entrepreneurs that are here, the local makers here, um, we interact with them quite a bit. I know our partner, sister agency, Department of Small and Local Business Development, um, who you mentioned, um, you know, supports um, your the, the work that you do here. Um, also helps to to further that message to the Made in DC campaign. When we go to places like South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, we tout and promote our local makers. We've taken our local makers with us. Um, I think it's something that you know we we fully support um, and know that it furthers um, our goals around why DC is the obvious choice for business. I'll also add that. Um, you know, our entrepreneurial ecosystem has grown dramatically over the years. Um, we as a city have made a number of key strategic investments to ensure that um, our entrepreneurs uh, are getting a fair shot and that our entrepreneurs are being put on the map. And so um, I think that the mayor has done a great job in really making sure that we're making those strategic investments in a variety of different initiatives. Um, if you look at our pathways to inclusion report which provides a roadmap as to how we want to include all residents in the growth and prosperity of the tech and innovation economy here in the district um, you'll find that there are a number of recommendations that we have implemented over the last couple of years to ensure that we're supporting the the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in the district and so we're very pleased by that as well you should be uh, I think the the 202 um moniker the the made in dc moniker the everything about dc is just in, incredibly popular um and you and you mentioned a tourist taking things home yes. uh it was uh, i went into the made in dc uh store at the wharf mm -hmm. uh on a weeknight mm -hmm. and it was packed and it was packed with, with tourists yes. the people that were there visiting and buying things to take home and it was so gratifying to see them buying things from people that actually made that here yes. uh, rather than um, one of the many tourist places that is selling you know magnets and of the monuments yeah, and everything else yeah. yes. which is very important is. we acknowledge <laughs> that but it was, it was nice to see money being spent on products where the money is going to stay here in DC I yes. love that what what is uh, what's what's the next step for obviously dc where, where do you see this going um as far as uh, resources for for businesses it's obviously very dense information lots of great information um one of the things that really interested me was the uh the the new business ambassador program i believe that's called mm -hmm. Yes, the, the DC concierge, concierge. program. See. Yes, yes. Um, and so um, my team and I, we, we meet with businesses of all sizes. We meet with, with entrepreneurs, we meet with small businesses, medium-sized, large companies, and we have heard over the years, um, well, let me back up. Um, over a year ago, we launched um, a new campaign. It was called, um, or a pilot program, rather. It's called EE100, Employer Engagement Program, where we met with um, 100 of the top employers here in the district. Um, and one of the things that we found through going through a series of different conversations and meeting with these employers across all key sector areas um, was that many businesses find it challenging at times navigating who to talk to, where to go in government. 
And so on the site, um, we wanted to have some type of, of concierge program where businesses feel like if I put my information in, um, somebody's going to respond to me and help me with this issue that I'm dealing with or help me connect with this agency or, or, or DSLBD or DCRA, whatever the agency is. Um, and so the concierge program is really set up to do just that. You can put in all of your information, um, identify what the issue is, and um, someone will receive that and will respond to you um, as to how to go about addressing uh, your particular issue. And so um, that actually, that idea came out of our um, engagement through the employer engagement program. And is that for, for any size business? Any size business. That is fantastic news. Yes. We, we spend uh, so much time helping, particularly our small business owners, you know, as they say, well, who do I talk to about get a sidewalk seating permit? Yes. And, you know, is there, is there somebody that can answer my question about uh, my, my kitchen construction? So this is great news. Yes. And, and that's available through the website obviously dc.com right correct right um so uh access uh, uh dc features the infrastructure of a major cosmopolitan interconnected urban city uh according to the text on the website is one of the most connected cities in the globe uh, DC is a leader in resilience, smart cities, and data infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about data and about about the access portion of this. Absolutely. Um, well, we we know and recognize the importance of of access and the importance of of transportation, multi um, forms of transportation, um, and infrastructure. Um, and so, um, what we wanted to do was provide. Um, an array of information um, about what the district offers um, as it relates to our transportation and our infrastructure. Uh, we're a walkable city, um, and we've been very ranked um, in that sense. We have many forms of, of transportation to get around the city, whether you want to take the metro, whether you want to bike uh, to work or to wherever place you need to go, um, uh, whether you want to take a scooter. Um, and so we have made a number of strategic investments as a city to ensure that you can have um, some form of access to get to where you need to go um, in this city. Um, and so that's something that we highlight um, and provide um, in our, uh, on our site. We meet with businesses all the time particularly um, if, if they're looking at locating here or maybe moving somewhere in the city. Um, and, and, and transportation is one of those ongoing themes that come up in our conversations with business um, in, in, in knowing how our employees are going to get to work. Sure. Um, are, will they have access to um, a major, um, to a metro stop, or will they have access to um, a bus route? Um, and so for us, it's important that we focused on that as it relates to access um, and not just local access but if you have clients coming in um, you know having in the region a number of different ways to to access Washington DC is important to us whether you're flying in whether you're taking the train via Union Station uh, whether you're driving in walking in you name it we want to be able to promote and highlight um, how accessible we are as a city Fantastic, fantastic, and you you list or the the website lists several different um, 
industry types that can benefit from this mm -hmm. and uh, that will, will, will grow in D.C. and that, that D.C. is looking for. And I started looking at it, it's basically everything, <laughs> <laughs> which is the way it should be because this is a major metropolitan area mm -hmm. and um, who doesn't want access to all the things. Where do you see uh, D.C.'s greatest opportunity for growth when it comes to uh, an industry sector? Absolutely. So um, I referenced earlier the mayor's DC economic strategy, dceconomicstrategy.com. Um, in that strategy, we have two primary goals. Um, the first goal is to increase private sector GDP by $100 billion by the end of 2021. And the second goal is to decrease the unemployment rate um, across all wards, uh, all races, and all educational attainment levels um, below 10%. Mm. Um, in that strategy, we identify um, key core sectors, um, many of which that we know of, like the federal government, professional services, healthcare, higher education. Um, and then we identify what we call um, opportunity areas. Um, and these are the areas that we have identified um, as poised for growth here in the district. Um, and so some of those areas are one, smart cities um, and civic solutions, um, data analytics, um, the impact economy is another key one, security technology, and that includes cybersecurity, which is another huge growing area um, here in the district. I was looking at some data, um, and it said that in 2017, 2020, and 2018, we had over 43,000 jobs in the cybersecurity industry. <laughs> and I believe wow. New York had about 19,000. Wow. That says a lot. I mean, sure. there's there's a lot of companies that are locating to this area um, to address um, cybersecurity. Um, I would also add um, hospitality innovation is another um, area that we see poised for growth. Um, we have found that innovation is is one of those disruptors, and it's disrupted almost every major um, um, sector including hospitality, including professional services. Um, and so we identify um, those key opportunity areas um, as where we as a city are also focused on um, in helping to grow um, and support um, businesses um, in those particular industries. So as you were listing out the, the different industries just now, a uh, couple of, of those names jumped out at me. Uh, first was impact. What What is the impact industry? Um, the impact uh, economy is really focused on on how we as a city and how entrepreneurs are, are gravitating to Washington, D.C.'s impact economy. Um, we know that oftentimes people come to Washington because they want to have some impact and some change on the world. They want to make a difference. Um, and so when you look at the impact economy as a whole, and it can incorporate nonprofit organizations, um, it can incorporate social enterprises, um, it can 
incorporate um, small businesses that have um, a triple bottom line focus. Um, but for us, the impact economy is one of those growing and burgeoning industries where we find a lot of entrepreneurs are, are really interested in how they can make some type of impact here. We work with a number of incubators here and accelerators in the district. Um, Halcyon is one. <laughs> of those incubators um, that, that has a resident program for um, actual social entrepreneurs um, where they can develop and grow their enterprise um, and get the necessary supports and investments that they need. Um, there's, there's other um, um, entities that we work, work with as well. Um, um, the seed, um, the, their name escapes me right now, but there, there are a number of different ones. Impact Hub, others that are located here that really focus on the, the impact economy in the district. And uh, the, the Smart Cities and Civic Solutions uh, economy, mm -hmm. can you give a little bit more detail on that? Yes, yeah, so Smart Cities and um, Civic Solutions um, is um, another key area for the district. Um, that particular industry, when you look at um, our um, strategy, um, we have an, a lot of data um, about Smart Cities overall, and we found that it is expected to grow to $88 billion globally wow. by 2025. Wow, that, that's not a small thing. That's not a small thing. Um, and it's something that, that we look at very carefully. Um, and so um, the district has, has been um, what we consider a hotbed for really solving some of the urban problems and challenges. And when you look across district government agencies and some of the initiatives that, that the mayor has, um, has um, announced um, in agencies like um, our chief technology office um, with the Pennsylvania 2040 project, um, and some of the investments that they have made in the overall infrastructure of the city, whether it's from having smart technologies with our lights or smart trash cans, um, things that help us to, to run a city um, in a way that is smart and a way that benefits um, citizens overall. Um, we also um, want to ensure that we are partnering with uh, those startups and those businesses here in the district that are focused on addressing these civic challenges. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I know that the Chief Technology Office um, has been engaged in meeting with a lot of these startups and partnering with them and doing business with them to ensure that we are identifying some of the latest technologies and innovations to help us deal with some of these challenges that we're faced with here um, in the district. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm learning so much here today, Karima. This is fantastic. Uh, I, I knew that these things existed. I, now I know that they're, they have entire categories to themselves. Uh, something that uh, we talked about earlier um, sounds a, a bit like um, almost a, a mutual uh, or a collaborative economies is the, the restaurant and retail and restaurants and the hospitality uh, economies. I mean, obviously, DC is a, a top tourism city. Uh, and uh, when I first moved here 20 some odd years ago, uh, I, the, the restaurant choices were definitely geared towards uh, either tourists mm -hmm. or um, not, not a whole lot designed just for locals other than your corner, corner places and, of course, places like Ben's, which is 
obviously phenomenal. Uh, but I feel like the the restaurant industry uh, has just exploded, mm-hmm. uh, and and the hospitality industry has has grown right along with it. Mm-hmm. We see we see not only, you know, the the hotels and and convention center and conference centers, but uh, micro hotels and experience places. Uh, what what's next? Good question. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that that you're absolutely right. Um, we have experienced a major renaissance when it comes to uh, retail and restaurants that are located here. Um, we now have to date approximately 16 Michelin star restaurants. Oof. And every time I hear that, I have to stop to think. We have 16 Michelin star restaurants here in the district. And it wasn't long ago when a DC restaurant got its first Michelin star. It wasn't long ago. Yeah. Um, so the number of Michelin star restaurants have increased dramatically over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, every day I'm I'm faced with you know, do I cook or do I go out to eat somewhere? <laughs> do I pick up from some of my local favorite spots? Um, but I think that the reality is that we have many options here. Um, I will say that, you know, one of the things that we are really focused on um, in the deputy mayor's office is making sure that those options are, are available, not just in certain wards of the city, but throughout the city. Yeah. Um, and so we have, have been uh, making a number of catalytic investments um, east of the river to ensure that there are a number of other retail um, and, and restaurants um, that are located east of the river. Um, I would also add that when it comes to hospitality and my work, um, I meet with all different types of, of companies. Um, and so I'm always fascinated when I hear about um, new ways in which um, um, entrepreneurs are thinking about innovating in areas like hospitality. Um, and so um, I get a chance to meet with companies that have these creative concepts, and I'm like, how did they come up with that? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm always fascinated when I, I meet with, with, with companies um, in the hospitality industry. Um, um, I go back to, um, I've been in the deputy mayor's office now for almost eight years. Um, and I can recall some of the early investments that we made um, in incubators like 1776. Um, and there's um, a few graduates that have come out of programs like 1776, one of which is Social Tables. It was one of the first graduates out of 1776. Um, and they are a company that we would consider in the hospitality innovation space. Um, and, and they have grown um, exponentially here in the district. Um, and to, to go to their office and to see you know, some of the work that they're doing now and the number of employees um, that they currently have, um, to me, um, just further echoes the story around um, why we do the work that we do and why we're the obvious choice for, for businesses. Um, and so I'm, I'm pleased by what I'm seeing in the hospitality industry. There are other companies like Sonder. Um, there, there are other companies that, that we've met with that are taking unique ways of, okay, we, we can you know, have folks stay here for a certain period of time, um, partner with developers in a variety of ways um, to you know, ensure that we are providing various forms of housing, whether someone's looking to stay for a day or over a weekend or a week or a month. 
Um, and so we're seeing um, you know, unique ways in which um, the entrepreneurs are really innovating in the hospitality space. It is fascinating to watch all of the different um, entrepreneurial experiments that, that happen mm -hmm. in this area. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's not unique to DC, but because I'm here, I can be proud of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and entrepreneurship in areas that it never would have occurred to me to be entrepreneurial in. And, and yet people are, are fearlessly starting businesses and, and creating visions and killing it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fascinating to watch. So if, if you don't mind, let's, let's switch gears slightly and, and talk about how to make those dreams come true uh, <laughs> affordably. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as, as our listeners know, we provide grants to small businesses um, for everything from uh, technical assistance to storefront improvement uh, to promotional activities. And, uh, and we have grants from a couple of different agencies in the city. And DIMPED has uh, a, a program that we are lucky enough to uh, coincide with um, called the Great Streets Program. So uh, one of the many reasons why we wanted to, to chat with you today is because there is a new round of grants coming out for the Great Streets Program. Absolutely. So can you give listeners um, a, a brief overview of the Great Streets Program, what, what it is and how it came about? Absolutely. Um, so um, the Great Streets Program is one of our only um, um, grant programs um, in the deputy mayor's office that's focused on making catalytic investments in small businesses that are located on the 13 commercial quarters here in the district. Um, the impetus behind the program was really around how we can help revitalize neighborhoods um, and so on the on key commercial quarters um, and so the grant program has gone through a number of iterations over the years um, but currently um, it's it, it provides up to fifty thousand dollars in grant funds to businesses that are located on commercial quarters and those funds can be used to um, improve um, the the internal um, uh, infrastructure of the business or the external facade of the business um, we recently re released a notice of funding availability on I believe the 6th of September and the actual RFA will be going out on the 20th um, of September. Um, and we're pleased that we've been able to invest millions of dollars in small businesses here in the district. Um, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I believe it's in the tune of, of upwards of, of $16 million that we've been able to invest in small businesses here in the district and over 300 businesses. Um, so it's one of our signature programs. We love talking about it. Um, we love sharing the opportunity uh, around the program. We partner with a number of our DC government agencies like Department of Small and Local Business Development to get the word out about the program. Uh, we will be conducting a series of information sessions um, in each of the wards in the district to make 
make sure that the businesses have all the right information, can ask all the right questions about applying for the company, um, excuse me, applying for the program. Um, Lauren Atkins is currently serving as our Great Streets manager, um, and I know that you know she has been working with a number of the main streets to get the word out about some of the infrastructure, uh, some of the info sessions that'll be coming yep. out. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a couple of tentatively tentatively scheduled here, um, and the Main Street, uh, excuse me, the Great Streets corridors are Rhode Island Avenue, uh, Connecticut Avenue, parts uh, of Connecticut, parts of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, because all I really focus on is Rhode Island Avenue, <laughs> because that's really the, the most important one in the corridor. Uh, right. In the so so they're, they're located all over the, the district, and the, the boundaries, um, you know, sometimes shift per legislation. Um, but 8th Street is, is also um, a, a great street. Um, U Street, um, there's intersection of 7th and Georgia Avenue, um, upper, upper Georgia Avenue mm -hmm. as well, Kennedy Street area. Um, there are parts of, of MLK as well that are uh, Martin Luther King Avenue that are, are on the Great Streets quarter, the Binning and Minnesota. Um, there are parts um, of, of those quarters that, that are also um, a part of the, the Great Streets quarter. Um, and so we, we currently have 13 um, quarters, I believe 14th Street as well. Parts of Adams Morgan also um, are considered um, along the Great Streets quarter. And the uh, the announcement for for this year is that again going to be for uh, up to fifty thousand dollars per award. Yes, um, up to fifty thousand per grant award. Yep. And uh, again, the the start date for that is September twentieth. Twentieth is when the RFA so will go out, and all that information will be on the GreatStreets.DC.gov website. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, for businesses in uh, in those corridors, uh, you do have help available in in applying for the grants. Uh, particularly if you also happen to be part of a Main Street program, mm -hmm. we have grant dollars to be able to um, help you apply for those those grants. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. Uh, and they are you, if I remember correctly, last go round uh, there was a actually a place on the Great Streets uh, website where you could go in and put in your business address to find out if you were on. Yes, we in, have a, a, a map corridor. on our, um, on the Great Streets um, website where you can put in your business address and it'll show you whether you're in a Great Streets quarter or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always, um, Whenever I have a, a business come to us and, and say, well, we're thinking about getting a brick and mortar location, um, I, I always encourage them, no matter what, to make sure that they are in a Main Street or a Great Streets corridor, preferably both, <laughs> preferably Rhode Island Avenue, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to make sure that they don't miss out on, on opportunities for, for all those grants. Because and, and a, is it going to be the same again this year for the Great Streets grant, that it can be used for... Uh, soft cost as well as uh, construction, renovation, large equipment purchase? Yes, to my understanding. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And that's sound advice that you're giving, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it just breaks my heart when, when, uh, when businesses choose a, a location and it will be, you know, like a block away from all this access. <laughs> and yes. they're like, but it was a beautiful building. I'm like, yes, but we can't help you now. Uh, so that's a little heartbreaking. Um, but I'm sure that they will all do well anyway. 
And I, I want to also just, just add, you know, what um, I have seen and really like about the Great Streets program is that um, oftentimes you will find that it invests in small businesses that you will only find in Washington, D.C. Right. Um, we're here in Ward 5, um, I recall, um, for their FY19 funding round. Uh, we were at Patrick's Pet Care. Yep. Um, he's one of our Great Streets uh, awardees. Yep. Um, I also went to um, the opening of Calabash Tea and Tonic here um, in Ward 5. And so these are companies that you're only going to find here mm -hmm. uh, in Washington, D.C. And we're pleased that the Great Streets program is able to support and invest in them. Well, and Provost uh, Restaurant, just yes. right across the street from where we're at here at the studio, is was one of the first year recipients of uh, a Great Streets grant, and they are open. And the the, um, the feedback on on their dining options is spectacular. So um, maybe they'll be open for lunch when you get out there. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> be sure and check that out. Uh, it's, it's a great program, and I think a, a game changer for many small businesses to be able to get a Great Streets grant. Um, one, of, one of the uh, blessings and uh, sometimes curses of opening businesses in D.C. is that we have amazing historic architecture. Yes. Um, but that means that it usually needs some help, <laughs> particularly if they're going to renovate it to be uh, a tech type business or a restaurant or, or something like that. And so those Great Street grants are, they're game changers yes. for a lot of businesses. Uh, so thrilled that they're back out again and um, thrilled that we could talk to you a little bit about them. Uh, any, any tips uh, for applicants as far as... Uh, things to make sure that they they include on their application um, things to things to make sure that they uh, tell in their stories and I always include business I always encourage businesses to tell tell their story as the as the narrative we'll try to try to create a compelling story about why mm -hmm. their business is important to DC and why they should get a grant Yes, I, I think that's that's one of the important aspects of, of the application is one to tell the story. Um, I would also just add that it's, it's it's so important to make sure that you fill out all of the information in the application yeah. um, and that it's accurate um, right. because we do read through all of them. Um, we have whole panel reviews. We, we discuss them at length. Um, and so sometimes it may be, you know, simple as uh, you may have not included information or included the wrong information, which impacts the amount of points you can get towards your total score. And so um, I would just say carefully review and re-review and re-review the application. Um, and also to talk to other um, Great Streets awardees just to get their um, perspective and input on the application process um, and what they've been able to effectively do with the funds. Yeah, and, and it's not too early, if, if, I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, it's not too early to at least start gathering some information because there's always information that is basic to a, a grant application. And that is, you know, are you legally operating to do business in D.C.? Absolutely. Do you Do you have an actual location? Because you're not, you're not providing grants to businesses to acquire a location, mm -hmm. right? 
not to my understanding. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, do you have a lease or do you own the property? Um, are you up to date on your taxes with OTR? Which is critical. Critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you in good standing with DCRA? Mm-hmm. Which is critical. Um, so it's not too early to start gathering that information now, listeners that are going to be going after these grants uh, and, and start thinking about the types of things that you want to do with the grant dollars. And if that means you need to start getting some uh, estimates from contractors or uh, cost estimates for things you want to purchase, go ahead and start getting those things now. Because once the grant goes out, uh, the RFA request for applications goes out on, on September 20th. Then what is the closing date for the, for the grant? Um, it's usually a month. Um, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but I know that it's sometime in October. Um, and I believe that you're going to be having Lauren on at some mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. hopefully soon, where she can um, dig in a little deeper around just the application and the requirements and whatnot. Yeah. And, and, and we'll be having those information sessions. We'll be sure to talk about the, the dates of the information sessions that we'll be having in this area. Uh, where you can come in person and ask questions. Um, but the, the point is that the, the uh, application period isn't forever, uh, and you, you will need to get your information together and submitted, so why not start collecting that information now and save yourself a lot of time down the road? Um, and, uh, again, we are available uh, for, uh, for helping with the application process if you are here in the corridor and uh, check with your other Main Street directors that happen to be uh, in Great Street's corridors as well, and and they're standing by and ready to help as well. Um, Any last words of advice uh, for Great Street's grants? Uh, Any other projects that you want to talk about that we haven't you have so many projects. That's <laughs> we the do. thing. Uh, we, could, we could talk for another two or three hours. <laughs> I mean, we, we have a number of projects with even the Great Streets program itself. And so what we've done for the first time um, this year is we have um, identified other opportunities to inv- invest in um, businesses that are located on Great Streets Quarter. And so we provided funding. Um, we put out a NOFA, had a whole RFA application process around our legacy businesses. We, we realized mm-hmm. there are a lot of legacy businesses here um, in the district um, that have been on some of these key Great Streets corridors that have um, been with us all this time right. um, and that need support and investment. And so um, we, we put out funding um, availability for legacy businesses on Great Streets Quarter. Um, we also put out funding availability for maker spaces. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the unique things about the Great Streets program is we hear from businesses all the time about um, some of their challenges, some of their frustrations, um, what's needed. Um, can the Great Streets program look into X, Y, and Z? Um, and we, we take that seriously. Um, we look at it um, and we see per what the legislation states, what, what we're able to um, actually do. And so one of the things that we looked at is how we can invest in maker spaces that are located um, mm. on Great Streets quarters. And oh, so um, we have, um, we put out an RFA and in the process of kind of finalizing um, um, our review um, of that process as well. And so um, we're pleased to be able to, to be entrepreneurial 
entrepreneurial in our thinking um, about how we are um, approaching the needs, the changing dynamics um, of doing business here in the district um, through all of the different um, tools and resources that we have at our disposal. Uh, we also have the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, um, which is, is a fund that is really designed to, to address the gap funding needs um, in the commercial component of mixed-use projects here in the district, particularly in Ward 7, 8, and also in parts of Wards 5. Um, for us, we, we, I think I mentioned earlier, that we have seen uh, a growing need for retail and grocery stores, um, particularly east of the river. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a huge yeah. issue, and it's something that we hear from businesses, from residents all the time. And so through um, the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, we've been able to address that. Um, I know that I'm here on Rhode Island Avenue, and we have Good Foods Market, which is also a Great Streets grantee, but also um, through partnership with the Neighborhood Prosperity Fund, they now um, are opening a location on South Capitol Street yes. in Ward 8, yes. um, and the mayor um, um, broke ground on, on that particular project. And so those are the types of investments that, that we want to be able to make in our overall um, um, infrastructure here in the district and the overall built environment here in the district. And so we're pleased to be able to do that. Um, I think overall the work that we do is important. Um, the obviously DC um, website is is really designed to tell that story um, and to reach um, our residents, to reach our businesses, and or those that are looking to locate here. We want those looking to locate here to know what what our neighborhoods look like, sure. to know what what our residents value. And so it's through that site that we want to be able to use it to really tell stories. Sure. And so um, what you should expect is um, more information um, about businesses that are here. We want to be able to have case studies that we feature, um, have actual companies that we're profiling. Um, and so we're hoping to do more of that via the obviously DC website. So Fantastic. if you are, are are located here in Washington, DC and looking to get more information um, about the work that we're doing, by all means, we, we will direct you to the obviously DC website. If you're listening to this and you're located out of the Beltway, if you're located in another state or even country, um, we want you to know that DC is the obvious choice for you. Um, and that we are here to support you with any questions um, that you may have. So by all means, um, feel free to get in contact with us via obviouscdc.com. Perfect. That, that is great information. Uh, and I, I second Director Wood's uh, recommendation to check out DC as your next uh, destination to open a business. And we will welcome you with open arms. And don't forget Rhode Island Avenue because, you know, we, we got all these grants. That's all I can say. <laughs> this is an awesome quarter. And yeah. I have to say I live seven minutes from here. So oh, look, how, <laughs> look how convenient that is. That's fantastic. Great. All right. So that means that you'll come back. Oh, right? Absolutely. We'll have you back for because, uh, like I said, we could we could talk about uh, DIMPED projects and programs for a long time. A long and, time. We'll we'll have you back. Um, we'll have you back to talk about more in, in a future episode, if that's all right. I would welcome that. So right. thank you. Sounds good. Um, 
I, I, I just want to also add, um, you know, speaking of things that are coming down the pipeline, um, I believe you may have already had representative from the DC Economic Partnership on, but um, we partner with them on a lot of our um, entrepreneurial and tech and innovation initiatives. And so um, we have coming up on, on October 2nd from 9 to 6 p.m. at the Eaton Hotel, the WeDC Futures Forum. Yes. Um, and we're very excited about that. Um, there will be four tracks where we're focused on the future of cities and so we'll dive in more around the smart cities and civic solutions conversation um, the future of technology um, machine learning AI um, the effects of 5g and a whole lot more um, the future of culture Mm. where we're looking at um, um, inclusive economy, um, and that will also include workforce development, health and wellness, and also social responsibility. Okay. Um, and then lastly, um, another growing area here in the district, the future of cannabis. Oh. Um, and so there we'll be um, um, exploring how to set up a legal sales and tax regime for adult use marijuana um, that will focus on opportunities for new business and ventures um, and also employment here in the district. And so um, feel free to check out wedchouse.com mm -hmm. slash futures hyphen forum. Um, so again, that's on October 2nd from 9 to 6 p.m. at the Eaton Hotel. Um, I also want to add that, um, you know, September is 202 Creates. There you um, go. We have a lot of exciting things happening in the creative economy here in the district. We have creatives, artists, entrepreneurs, innovators who are doing amazing things. And in September, we like to highlight what they're doing and we like to partner with them and invest in them. And so please go to 202creates.com to find out more information um, about the calendar of events that are happening. I know we're having a closeout um, event on September 28th as well. So again, 202creates.com. Fantastic information, Karima. Thank you so much for bringing up the WeDC House and 202 Creates Month. Um, I know I'm going to be attending that forum uh, on uh, the WeDC Futures Forum, I will be there, um, and uh, I'm definitely going to uh, mark the calendar for the 28th for the 202 Creates Celebration as well. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Great. Thank you. And, um, yeah, let's have you back another time. Um, we'll, we'll revisit, and before, before you are leaving this property, we're going to talk about uh, getting some, some more 202 Creates entrepreneurs into the holiday market. We would oh, love to absolutely. have that. All right. Great. So that'll be a surprise for us to talk about later on, <laughs> listeners. All right. Um, thank you, Karima Woods uh, from the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Econo Economic Development Program. Uh, here to talk about, obviously, D.C. and Great Streets. Thank you again uh, for joining us today. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. And we'll talk to you next week.